Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, sometimes life gets in the way of doing things that are meaningful with your spouse, like praying together or maybe reading the Bible. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, who run our marriage department. And I don't know about y'all, but um, my wife and I are in totally different schedules these past several years, where she gets up and it's morning time and she wants to do some scripture reading together. And morning time for me is I, I, I do my exercise, I read, and I get out the door. And we've had to kind of figure out, what are we going to do about that? I mean, we want to be together on the same page, literally and figuratively, but how often uh, does this impact a couple, and, and generally, what's an outcome of that? I think this is a huge issue for so many couples that there's a, a underlying resentment, frustration, disappointment, that they're just not connecting at that spiritual place. And I remember one time in particular to where... Um, we have very close friends and, and the wife was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm. And for me, I had never seen someone be prayed over more and consistently prayed for more in my life. Mm. And I just knew that God almost like he, he would have to do the miracle there because that's what he says. If you pray that way, you know, I'm going to answer that prayer. And so when she died, it was very, very confusing for me. And mm. it spun me into a faith crisis around prayer. And what, what I appreciate looking back on that season is that Aaron gave me room to kind of struggle, wrestle through that because I didn't want to pray. And so, you know, she's longing to pray kind of John, as you were talking about and here for me, I was just at such a hard place that I didn't want to connect that way. I just, I needed time and space. And I mean, I knew that God and I would work this out in due time, but, but man, please don't ask. And, and she was, she was gracious in how she handled that, but I know that that was hard. Oh, it was so frustrating and difficult and just longing to be connected in that way. And I think many couples that I work with will talk about this, that there's just this distance and they, they want to be connected spiritually at that deep level. And I will tell you this, when they start consistently pursuing that spiritual connection, it does make a difference. Mm. And it does increase their level of connectedness and the level of vulnerability and the, the level of safety. So many things are impacted by that connection. So no wonder when it's not happening, we're longing for it. And here at Focus on the Family, we want you to have that spiritual connection. Uh, that's why we're going to listen now to Pastor Craig Groeschel from Life Church, uh, who has some really good advice for you and your spouse growing together spiritually. Here's Craig with Focus on the Family President Jim Daly. Talk to me about that couple that's really been at each other for maybe years now. And what's happened is their hearts have grown cold toward each other. Yeah. Because that wife, or maybe it's the shoe on the other foot. I don't want to you know, just look at it from the one perspective. But let's just say that wife has been frustrated for five, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. He's never stepped up to meet her expectations in that regard. And she has done some things or said some things that have caused him to withdraw mm -hmm. even more so emotionally from the relationship. What can she do tonight to start over to say, honey, grab him by the cheeks? Uh, what does she say at that point? Yeah, you know, I think any, if she recognizes she's maybe driven him away, to acknowledge it and to apologize is a really, really big deal. 
And then if she can also in any way recognize that he's done something good, it may be non-spiritual, but maybe he's a good provider, maybe he's a hard worker, maybe he's a good dad, find anything else to, to celebrate, that's a great thing because we as men need to feel like we're winning and we have momentum. If our wives believe in us, we can do anything. Well, and to be fair, let me put the shoe on the other foot. Let's say the wife has given up. What can the man go home tonight? He hears this, feels a conviction about it. I haven't been there. What can he say to her uh, to absolutely. kind of rekindle that? Yeah, man, I would say to every guy like there, say, you know, I, I'm sorry that I haven't been the spiritual leader. I've, I've let you down. And, you know, I don't know a Christian woman out there who won't give that guy a second chance mm. who, who acknowledges that. And then, you know, he might even say, he could explain why he's insecure, what he's not. And, you know, the spiritual leader doesn't have to teach a seven-point Bible study. It doesn't have to be that. It can be just having spiritual conversations. And for me, like, I would say things to Amy like, I've decided to do this. And she's like, well, didn't you pray about it? And I'm like, well, of course I prayed about it, but I didn't say it. And so learning just to even put things in a spiritual language occasionally to her helps her. And mm -hmm. just say, I've been praying about this, and this is what I feel like God wants us to do. That even creates spiritual intimacy because I'm not going to assume that she knows what I've been doing. I'm going to help her to see what I've been doing. And so anyway, if that guy you know, apologizes, takes ownership and says, I want to do better, help me to do better. And even the simplest thing, if you do nothing else, say, we're going to church every week. Yeah. Start there. We're a church-going family that, you know, we go to church together. And if you just start there, then we're all going to be getting spiritual input. We're all going to be using our gifts in the church. And that's a great place to start as a man. We go to church as a family. Yeah. And Craig, I, you know, I've used this analogy before, and I don't know where I picked it up somewhere, but... Um, Somebody once said that a wife's heart is like that rose bud. Mm -hmm. And when you, the husband, dry it up, when you're jabbing mm -hmm. the way we just talked about, mm -hmm. you're not playful. It's a verbal attack. Mm -hmm. It's a jab. It's emotional. And men can be pretty good at verbal attack. Mm -hmm. And that little rose dries up, dries up. And it could be years. Mm -hmm. And it becomes brittle. Uh, I feel like so many marriages whether that's been two years or 20 years or 50 years can be in that place. Mm -hmm. How do they, how do they begin to water each other's uh, roses in their hearts once again? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, that's the, the title of the book was from this day forward. And that's really the, the point that I hope brings hope that no matter what's happened in the past, because, you know, we could have been jerks to each other, inappropriate, harsh, um, abusive emotionally or otherwise. And so we have to really draw a line in the sand and say, from this day forward, um, it might be that couple probably needs help from the outside. If they've been, you know, two years or 20 years on their own trying to work through it, they probably don't have the tools to get through it. In fact, that's why I love Focus on the Family offers so many incredible resources. And um, the institute you talked about with the great success rate, I mean, my gosh, to have those kind of tools available and not to utilize them is pure foolishness. And so if you find yourself in a long-term relationship that's not going where you have to recognize what we're doing is not working, mm -hmm. we might need outside help to give us some tools to help us to learn to, um, from this day forward, just begin healing and developing intimacy. Mm -hmm. Craig Grishel, uh, author of the book with his wife, Amy, uh, from this day forward, um, these have been tremendous insights. And I can see that you've gone through these things. You're not just preaching principles, but these are things that you've learned uh, in the school of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I so appreciate you being with us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I'm honored to be with you. And I appreciate your investment in my family over the years. Oh. We've, we've uh, benefited so much from your work in ministry. Well, that, that's good to hear. Thank you. All right, uh, Greg and Aaron, Craig mentioned the importance of going to church together. And besides that, what are some things that might help a couple stay on track spiritually? You know, there's things, John, that we can be doing daily, weekly, and even yearly. Okay. So first and foremost, daily pursuing that connection of prayer, coming together, whether it's morning or night, whatever works within your schedule, and just praying together because you're going to learn things. It's going to keep you updated with each other, connected with each other at that deep heart level, vulnerable, and it just breeds that deep heart connection that we long for. And then weekly, we can fellowship. So maybe that's attending church together, or maybe it's going to a small group. I know Mm -hmm. for Greg and I, our marriage group has been huge in our life, just pursuing each other together, but connecting with other couples in that way. There's a great quote from Mark Batterson who wrote Wild Goose Chase to where if if your relationship with the Lord is struggling, go on a mission trip. Mm -hmm. And, and Aaron and I love And his that. idea, by the way, was something big, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. Do something big. Aaron and I think that's great advice for a married couple around their spiritual relationship. Do do something every year, grand like that. Get away, go somewhere, go and serve God others in some way. Aaron and I love doing marriage events together. And and in many ways, that has such a profound impact on our spiritual relationship together. When we go and travel, we're away from the kids, we're ministering together. So think about that as a couple. What would that look like? Mm. Is it an actual mission trip where we'd get away, or is there something else that we could do? But look for some sort of annual adventure spiritually that you can do together. I appreciate that insight, and that really augments what Craig was saying. Um, I do want to point out Craig's book, From This Day Forward, Five Commitments to Fail-Proof Your Marriage, which he co-wrote with his wife, Amy. We've got copies of that here, and we'll send one your way when you make a gift of any amount to this ministry. And uh, if this conversation has maybe touched a nerve and you're feeling some of that resentment and disconnection, um, and you want to grow spiritually with your spouse, but you're just not sure where to start, um, we'd love to connect you with our counseling department. Uh, they'll be happy to set up a free consultation time with you. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. Or you can find details about all of these resources at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, Dr. Kevin Lehman joins us next time to talk about things to look for in a spouse. For the Smallies and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <music>